Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hello, hello, hello. We made it through the whole week of the Fearless Feminine Live series from freaking out to freaking awesome live. I am going to be joined here with my special guest, Fiona McCoss. She's probably going to hop on right around one o'clock. I just wanted to open up a little bit, get everything set up. So bear with me for a minute while I get connected so I can see your comments and all that good stuff, figuring this thing out as I go along, but that's how we do it. We get to have it either way. So how was your day? Um, You know what I was just realizing? I've had a really super magical day and we're in that lion um, gate portal and um, this portal is pretty powerful. Like every year, something like really amazing happens to me during that time. And this year has been no different. <laughs> so what a powerful time to be doing the launch. I got to say, it's not been easy in the sense that if you're one of those people who, especially if you're psychic, if you're intuitive, um, you might feel dizzy, you might feel um, kind of nauseous, you might feel all the things, you know, maybe you got a headache, maybe, maybe just the crazy shit's going on in your life. That definitely happens. It's called being, you know, <laughs> the change agent, right? All of those things. So um, I just want to tell you a little bit about my day while we're waiting to hop on. Um, thank you, everybody who's watched the live videos, who's participated. Um, the ultimate goal of this challenge was to get you through your fear, which is, that is the biggest problem that we resolve in the Fearless Feminine Academy. I've got blue in my hair from Luna, <laughs> did a treatment on me. So that's fun. Anyway, I've had a really magical day. Um, we're completing this. The Lionsgate basically brings in this really like high vibe, serious energy. Sirius is a really sacred um, star system where a lot of light beings and galactic revolutionary energy comes from and so this is always a time where we get flooded with a lot of like positivity and so sometimes it pushes that negative energy out and that's where we get some of the physical symptoms or some of the emotions or whatever um i'm just gonna let me pop over my messenger and just make sure she can get on here so Okay, I'm going to just do that in case she messages. So anyway, um, back to the portal. Um, So a lot of healing energy comes through at this time. And so um, that's the sort of like counterintuitive part about healing is that a lot of times it feels kind of uh when we're releasing it. But what we're, you got to feel to heal. So you got to feel the bad stuff as, as it's on the way out. So anyway, Fiona's going to hop on. Can't wait to introduce her, tell you all about her. She's definitely so super inspiring. She's revolutionary. She's fearless femme all the way. Um, She's got so much wisdom. Our messages are very aligned. So I'm so glad that she could come on today. And we have, after this, the very first meeting of the Social Justice and Anti-Racism Committee, which is basically just a group of people from this particular group who want to stay committed to doing the anti-racism work. All are welcome. I do strive to have it be a diverse and inclusive environment. And I also think it's really important for white women um, to uh, take up this as one of the central focuses of how we can crush the patriarchy. 
Um, so stay tuned for that. I probably will hop on and hop off because it's a different Zoom call. I guess we're learning. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but let me just brag a little bit. Okay, so this morning <laughs> I watched The Hate You Give, which actually I'm going to talk about a bit on the second call, which if you haven't watched it uh, or, or read about it, it's it's a memoir about this woman who, um, a black woman who is going also to a white prep school and she ends up being witness to a police shooting of her best friend. And then how it's an up close look at all that she goes through and how it upsets her community and her family and the whole thing. And it was such a powerful movie, highly recommend. I'm sure the book's even better because the books are always better. Um, and what a great resource. It was an incredible film. Highly recommend that if you haven't seen it. So I watched that. That was a big release. It really got me connected to my heart. It made me feel really good about the meeting we have going on next. Then um, I got to do um, a Lionsgate portal activation and it feels so good. And this live series was amazing. I, even though there was like little hiccups and obstacles along the way, like I had so much fun with it. I hope you had fun with it. It's all been amazing. Um, so yeah, it's been so cool. And I'm so excited uh, to do all of this for you. And oh, this is really cool. So you know, I'm all about manifestation. And that's a big part of what I want the Academy to do for you is to manifest your divine mission, to manifest your best business, to manifest your dream life. Um, so it's a powerful combination of psychology, of healing, of business practices, all with this lens of um, pleasure, self-soothing, expansion, and mindset work. So all my favorite things. <laughs> so one of the things that I have been manifesting is a boat. <laughs> okay, we live right next to the lake. Um, in the winter, I've got a lake view from my house and we have been living here for about two and a half years. All of our other neighbors have boats. We have a dock and like you have like boat parking or whatever, right at the end of the neighborhood. So we walk down there. I try to walk down there every day. Um, and it's a super magical kind of like Mist of Avalon kind of lake. I found out yesterday we're getting a boat. So I'm going to be able to enjoy it even more. <laughs> We've been like totally just like jumping off the dock and like floating on one of those like oversized unicorn, you know, the one I'm talking about, like floats. And one of my affirmations I've been working with is I get to make money <laughs> when I'm at the lake. So <laughs> I think especially if you're a sacral authority um, and I hear, you know, successful business owners say it all the time that our fun that they have. Here she is. Okay, good. I'm ready to start work. Hello, my dear. I've already got us live. I was just like chit-chatting a little bit. So we would be all set up. Feeling hot with that silky shirt. It's so hot in London. It's like I've just been walking around the apartment, like the flat naked. And I was like, I should probably put some clothes on to me on Facebook. Because we know what happens when yeah. Facebook sees a nip. Oh, they freak out, right? That's the patriarchy for you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nipples are so powerful because, I mean, ultimately, like, that's the vessel, right, that we, like, you know, nurture life through, among other things. <laughs> and so it's so funny that that's something that that is about being um, censored, which we're definitely going to get into today. But first, like, I'd love for you to just do, like, an intro, and if you can just, like, throw in some brags, because I just am, like, in awe of the work that you're doing and Aww. everything about Thank you. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, I'm in London at the moment. Uh, I am British and I offer my services to women all around the world. Um, I'm a women's empowerment mentor and feminine embodiment facilitator. And I, I'm going to brag that I've had a really epic um, pandemic time. <laughs> My business has absolutely thrived and I've run so many programs. I've actually created new programs, launching programs, created a self-guided pleasure course, um, created a, a program all about uh, women, um, menstrual empowerment and calling in the archetypes and goddesses, which is, is on its second round. We're in the second round now. And yeah, my follow, I've just been able to like reach all of these incredible women just by showing up and being myself and and really and having the time in the space obviously with this pandemic you know there's a lot of like it's been 
a huge time to to guide us into our yin space and to kind of remind us that we need to slow down and really like nurture the vessel of, of ourselves in order to kind of like see how truly and authentically we can then share our medicine rather than like running burning out and running on overdrive and being in this like hyper yang space so that's been really um really powerful actually to to have that time which um is very privileged i know um, but at least I've been able to kind of like cultivate some really powerful offerings to to help support women around the world. So that's my brag. It's a great brag. And, you know, I think the pandemic really has done a lot to like, um, you know, really get us deeply in touch. Like you said, the yin or like the feminine energy of like slowing down, going within, receiving, being at ease. And I think so many people are waking up at this time. And so a lot of us have been doing this work for a long time, but what I get really fired up about is like, it's happening all over for people, you know? And, you know, a lot of the the crisis of the pandemic of what we're seeing with the Black Lives Matter movement, it's waking people up. And it's just such a powerful time to be doing the work because more and more and more people are receptive to it. So that's really an exciting time to be alive and to be doing this yeah. work. It is. But tell me a little bit about your journey because, you know, you weren't always this empowered, right? Like we all start where we start. Like, so for the woman that's just waking up, what are the signs of waking up? And like, kind of tell me a little bit about like the before and after for you. Definitely. Um, I actually wrote about this the other day because I love thinking back on it. Um, and I suppose I think my awakening kind of began when I was about 20, 25, 26. And I was in a relationship that really wasn't making me happy. I bought a house with this guy I was living in somewhere that I didn't really want to live, was commuting like a terrible commute, working at a job that wasn't really like turning me on. And I'd be getting back and I was like, there has to be more to this like this isn't like I'm not really loving this right now but I, I slogged it out and I was just like been drinking at the weekend doing all the things that like you know you're told to do with your money like spend it on shoes and handbags and shit like that and then I slowly remember like finding these books that were really transformational one of them being wild by Charles Strade which like mm. I literally just wanted to go buy a backpack and I was like, I'm just going to go walking. I'm going to go walking. That'll solve all my problems. And, and then I, I kind of like did this self-guided like mindfulness, like NLP, like online course thing, got into that. And just like my, my eyes open to like other ways of being and other modalities that I could be working with. And um, my mom was already a yoga teacher and so I was kind of like already in touch with like embodiment stuff but I wasn't practicing it and so all of these like kind of like light bulbs went off in my head to be like you need to be doing that you don't need to be doing it but like this would be really supportive this would be helpful you know the way that you're living isn't really aligned with you and anyway that relationship broke down um, I moved back to London I met this like rebound guy off tinder and then i went traveling with him spontaneously to australia and the minute i set foot in australia i was like i'm gonna go traveling i'm gonna sell all my stuff i'm gonna quit my job and after this three weeks is finished i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah resign and i'm gonna come back to australia and like that year was so pivotal like my wild woman really came out and she was like this is fucking what you need to do these are the people you don't need to be hanging out with. This job sucks. You need to like quit that job. And it, it just like, it all became so clear. So that I think was like the pivotal like moment when things really began to shift. But then it took like, you know, an, another few more years of like traveling and, and really like finding what let me out. We did my yoga teacher training and, and I met a, the amazing guy that I'm with now who really like opened my eyes to a lot of like, um, uh I like off-grid living and be and like really managing your eco footprint and so mm. that like there were a lot of pieces it wasn't like a, a kind of like I mean nothing is linear there wasn't like a, oh this this will get you from A to B like that was a unique journey but it was yeah it was interesting and it was so rich with so many incredible um like teachings <laughs> absolutely so, you know, a lot of times in the pleasure communities, we hear like, follow your turn on. And so I think because a lot of women have been objectified, we've been silenced, a lot of us have experienced like abuse or trauma or whatever it is. 
a lot of times we like kind of shut down on our body, we become dissociated, we're ungrounded and, you know, we get dry, <laughs> right? So, so tell me about like the pleasure movement, pussy power, t- activating your turn on, rewilding, any of those things. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it, it really comes down to first like being with your body before you even start to think about pleasure like genital pleasure and 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 like we we need to release any kind of expectation that pleasure is going to be like joyful or that that being sensual is going to give you pleasure and actually just like strip it really back and come back to basics and just come back into like body devotion body worship showing up for yourself you know supporting your body with the right foods allowing yourself that that bar of chocolate or whatever it is like discovering that pleasure can be not just like genital pleasure but like life can give you pleasure but buying yourself a bunch of flowers can give you pleasure like having a this silky kimono is giving me so much pleasure right now and I think it's like reframing what pleasure means to you and that is like one really powerful step um of, of empowerment I work with this one woman who we journeyed through her kind of pleasure mindset and for her the word pleasure was so triggering that she had to call it, I can't remember what she called it, something else. But like, there's so much work we need to do around owning what pleasure means for us because for each each human, it will be something different. And so as soon as kind of we learn our body better and we take time to slow down, to go yin, to really like listen and turn our gaze inward rather than caring about what we look like or what it feels like, like actually listening to what turns us on and what feels good, then we can become like the, the mistresses of our own desire and the mistresses of our own pleasure and our pathway to pleasure. And that will be unique to us. Um, and so I'd say that that's like the most empowering thing is like just spend time with yourself and just listen to, to what your body, what your body wants, because it will be unique for all of us. Yes. I like to think of pleasure. It almost sounds like please her, you know, so whether it's like, yeah. like, <laughs> The, the totality of you or like her <laughs> either yeah. way you know it's 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 going to be really different for each person and I think that that is such a I mean that's kind of the way goddess and divine feminine energy works is that there's not like one right way to do it it's not about hustle it's not about shoulds it's just really about um honoring within Mm-hmm. yeah and that will give you so much wisdom it's like we're so used to taking what Simon says to mm-hmm. following these rules like who the fuck created these rules the old fucking <laughs> paradigm and the patriarchy and it's like actually the most empowering thing we can do is learn our own body's rhythms is learn that we are cyclical women learns you know and that's how we can start to shift and like expand and grow by being like by writing our own fucking rules and by living by our own rhythms Yes, like freedom is definitely one of my like core values. And it was really interesting to me. To me, I was doing like the five day live series, which is day five. Um, and I had this like really empowering live and the topic was like suck it shame. And then I'm like leaving and immediately I get pulled over by a police officer. And <laughs> to me, that was just like, <laughs> um, first of all, can I not shame myself? You know, like, can I really like say suck it shame? And then when you're in your divine feminine energy, it is interesting to see the effects that it has because it is so powerful. It's yeah. when you do have these things happen. So have you had any kind of like bumps? I know that, um, you know, you're always kind of Facebook and the patriarchy is always kind of trying to censor you. Like what kind of initiations have you had around this? Oh my goodness me. I, I, I literally nearly like lost my shit yesterday on Instagram fighting another bullshit censorship thing with, with them. Um, but I, so I actually yesterday spent the afternoon pulling all of my content off Instagram because I'm so terrified that overnight my account is just going to get shut down. I'm going to lose like two years or however many years have been on that worth of like amazing content. Like I could write a fucking book with the content that I've shared for free on, yeah. on Instagram. It's like, um, and so I think, yeah, just social media can be such an incredible place to connect people and to really get your voice out there and to to help women you know kind of for free but and also you're you you have to play by their rules in a way and you have to like tone yourself down so that you're not going to get flagged up and then even then you'll get flagged up anyway because people are assholes 
but I think like in terms of initiation I think it's like every day you, you, you like you initiate yourself because you're you're always having to you're always going to be treated like come across like micro triggers and you're always kind of you know if, if you're if you're really aware and conscious of, of of wanting to grow grow and become like um you know step into more wholeness and more fullness like you have to own your shit and you have to look at where your 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 wounding is and look at where you're kind of like cowering and maybe like playing small and and taking the easy route out and actually that was today somebody commented on something and said something about was complaining about the censorship thing and like my the like ego part of me was like oh, I don't like the way that she's challenging me like I'm just gonna like I'm gonna delete that that email so I don't have to see it rather than like take the time respond to her explain why like show her that there are two sides of the coin and that was something that like maybe before when when I was I you know my defenses my like hackles would have come up I just would have been like well fuck her she doesn't get me like da 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 but I noticed it and I was like, take a breather, like put your phone down, you don't have to get back to her instantly. But yeah, I mean, we're being, especially the work that you and I do, it's like, we're, we trigger people because we stand up and we share from our hearts and, and we're, we're kind of like showing this image of, of what an empowered woman looks like and, and we're challenging women to step up into their own versions. And a lot of people can't take it because they're not ready for it. And so it causes a lot of combat sometimes. And it's like, it takes, you know, somebody a kind of a lot of like fucking fortified boundaries to be like right <laughs> oh my god I have like a million things to say in the res- response to that that was there's so much wisdom packed into that um first I wanted to say that's why it's so important to make the investment because one we get to get away from social media where we can be totally unfiltered we can do whatever we want we can say whatever we want we can go as deep right And so getting in an actual container is so important. The other piece I think is really important about making the investment is that you are supporting us to make all the free content that is reaching the masses. So like, you know, you're paying it forward by paying the fee to be in the container so that, you know, the feminine leader can like go forward and do her stuff. Um, As far as I've really been doing a lot of work, I've been reading some Byron Katie and a lot of her stuff is about like giving yourself the approval that you want from other people. And so when someone triggers us and like judges us in some way, a lot of times it really is about like the judgment that we have. Like I I just got judged recently. Um, Someone said it was poor taste. And that really, (laughs) oh my gosh, I've I've got five planets in Libra. It's all about aesthetics. That really. (laughs) I'm Libra as well. (laughs) that wounded me in a certain way um and it was about the sexuality thing so you know whatever um but anyway I think that there's there's so much um but then if I could say you know what like for her that was poor taste that's okay that's her filter you know and so having that ability to hold all of it um I had written a post on my feed about I took my daughter to vote yesterday and there was five women on the ballot and that just made me in my local conservative area we have five women running wow. for office and I knew half of them some of wow. them in the group actually <laughs> I was like yay um so anyway uh I wrote about what my my daughter we were having this conversation about women in power and she said something like are you going to is that why you created the Academy to show men who's boss? And I was like, yeah. And someone um, posted like, well, it's not about tearing men down. And I'm like, I even in the post, she said, well, what about daddy? Do you love him? And I was like, of course I love your daddy, but it's our turn. (laughs) (laughs) And so I get it. Like the divine masculine and feminine so need to be um, balanced. Actually, my dad commented on the post and he was all about it, which I love that. I mean, that's that's divine masculine right there, right? When you can be like, yes, root women on, you know? Um, And so anyway, uh, that's all to say that like to have equality, we have to fix the lopsidedness of it. And so that is like raising women up. It's raising people of color up. It's raising LGBTQ people up, differently abled, the poor, you know, any of those things. Because Mm -hmm. the system of oppression targets those people and we don't have equal opportunities. And so um, for me and for you, I would imagine, you know, our people are women because um, as a white woman, that's my direct experience. And 
I want to be super inclusive. And actually, after this, we have the social justice committee happening in this group at two o'clock. Because white women, I think, have a really important uh, role to play with that. So anyway, I, I get the triggers and you have to be like, for me, that's the fearless feminine part is like, you have to be in your truth. And for me, it is channeled wisdom. And sometimes it just comes through unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be able to like hold the reactions to that. Um, so tell me, what does fearless mean to you? And tell me like, what are the ways, like what was your experience of the academy and, and how do you embody that now? Ooh, when I think of fearless, it's like what came through with the academy was really supportive because I like the the wild the wild woman is my leading archetype, and so like fearless for me is like almost the same thing as as the wild woman and the wild feminine energy. And and it COVID had just happened, like the lockdown, like and yeah, I we were in lockdown together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was definitely what <sighs> came out for me, for sure. But it was wow. time. It was all just happening in the very beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was so, yeah, not planned to be then, but it was incredible that it was fearless. And there, there's like this saying that's like, oh, the woman who doesn't give a fuck, which I like to a degree. But then it's like, actually, I give so many fucks, though. Like, I give all the fucks. That, and I want to change the world because I give so many fucks. So like while this wild fearless essence is like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, you know, one onto my own. And like the wild doesn't have, she plays by her own rule book and she's either like smash the patriarchy. Yes, to an extent. And also it's like, she does that at the same time as, as giving all the fuck. So it's like, there's that fearlessness, but also, you know, with that fearlessness, there's this deep like groundedness, of like knowing your purpose, like, like it's not work to do this work like it's not hard because it comes from it's like this never-ending like wellspring of fire and of like like truth like spilling out of it's like it's in I think when when you get to when you kind of like find your passion and, and like what you're on this planet to do you cannot not do it yes and oh my yeah, god that so much yeah. about that like if you try not to do it because a lot of times that's what we do we're like well I'm too busy oh I can't the universe will like clear the path for you so I highly recommend just choosing it yeah <laughs> right yeah. and also They're like intense yeah and several of the shit that's like keeping you distracted like the other job that you keep on the back burner is like a backup, which is actually like sucking part of your energy out. And it's not really keeping you hundred percent aligned with like where you actually want to go with whatever your offering is. There's always like, it's kind of like one foot in one foot out. It's like put fucking both feet in and jump, which I know is a privileged thing to say, you know, make sure, you know, ideally have all your basic needs met and, you know, make sure that you're safe and you're coming from a place where you can do that. But it is also important to, believe in yourself trust that you can do it and take a fucking risk like like lean into that edge see what's the other side of your comfort zone and like that's that fearlessness piece like that's that wild woman and she is there to hold you like she is that fearless energy and the more and more you can lean in in this like full body um like commitment the more that she will rise to to reward you with with like the potential yeah Yes. And I love how that you say that because there's like you, the person, and then there's like what you're channeling through that like goddess archetype or the wild woman archetype. Um, and I love what you say about um, my specialty has always been working with highly sensitive people, with empaths, with healers, even if they don't identify that way. I'm like, hey, if you're working with me, you are. <laughs> and it's about like building that compassion and um you know, container to, to be able to, um, deeply tend to yourself, like deeply tend to your mission, um, without taking it so personally, because a lot of resistances act like the, you know, the person that sent you that email or the person that puts the comment or whatever it is, like that's the patriarchy talking through them, um, or it's that energy, like guiding them to do that. And I definitely, you know, like I said, I am all about shame reduction. So I'm not going to shame someone for disagreeing with me. I mean, I think that is the definition of being open-minded is to really like hold all of it. Um, and it never feels good to be shamed. And so 
I think we're at a very like kind of polarized moment in time. And so the more we can bring this like love and understanding and the softness, and I think the softness and the fierceness go together because you have to be so soft to like tend to the part of you that gives all the fucks, you know, (laughs) the sensitive part of you, because there is that warrior goddess archetype that's coming through in a really powerful way as well. So like, what have been your edges personally? Um, like what makes you like, oh, I don't know if I want to post this. I've had so many coaches say to me, well, like you don't want to post it. That's the post that's going to go viral, you know? And that personally is what's happened to me. Like, is it lives? Is it, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I was going to, I was wondering if you would remember just when we, I was in your cohorts, like hate videos and lives. This is easy. Cause it's like, I'm just having a FaceTime chat with a friend. Like, like these kinds of things are, are fine. But when I'm by myself talking to my hand on my phone, I find that so difficult. So, so I, so I tend not to do that. And like, I'm really good at writing and I can get my, I'm really good at, at yeah, at writing and, and expressing myself through words written down. But I really struggle leaning into the video because I feel like I just feel like the words dry up and then I, and then I worry that like, you know, there's that, Oh, people are going to think I'm an idiot or like some, I don't know. It's all my own, my own bullshit. I know that I'm very aware of that, but at the same time, it still keeps me from pressing that live button. I'm like, I'll just write a post instead or I'll take it. What I tend to do also is like take a picture and then like add captions or I'll do a mini video and add captions and like add more in the captions than necessarily I sit on the video, but that is definitely an edge that um, it literally like every whatever like quarterly review or whatever I do I'm always like I will do more videos and I, I never do them. well the material that you created for the course uh that I took was incredible and that you covered um I think we have this in common like it's that goddess like feminine big picture energy and so you covered so many like incredible topics in a really like simple and easy to understand way and then um, just to give you feedback on the live, you know, I think um, it's interesting to me, like right now I'm basically talking to myself, right? Because I've got this big picture of me. <laughs> so it's like I'm having a conversation with myself. And so I think in a way, that's kind of how self-objectification works is that we, people objectify us, they hurt us in some way. And then all of a sudden we're out of body and we take this observer view. So like literally when <laughs> I have an observer view, like right in front of me. And so I think it can really trigger a lot of like judgments and insecurities for people which is why I did this like five-day live series how to go from freaking out to freaking awesome lives <laughs> I love that. Um, because it it is very nerve-wracking to push that button I know for me as a psychologist you know I've been doing groups with women forever I've been doing personal sessions forever but it took me about a decade to really get off the confidence to like start consistently pushing that button um, and what if I had collected the last, the last 10 years of my career on video or on paper, you know, yeah, wow. much wisdom there. And I would echo that for you. Like, I would love to see all those posts put together in a book. And actually what came to me kind of intuitively is if you like pull up your Instagram and do like a screen share, you can like actually just like scroll through and record. I had a coach do this where she talked, she did from day one to where she was now and she made however much money or whatever. And you could see her evolution of all the different posts and everything. Cool. Um, so that could be, and you don't even have to be on camera for that one. It would just be like the focus. Of yeah. Um, but that might be kind of an interesting evolution to see. And that's then, really cool. I like that. Grab them live, like almost like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I was literally flicking back yesterday when I was copying all my stuff and I was like, it's amazing too because in the space of like you know time is just so elusive it's like oh wow I was writing about something so similar so like a year ago or like a year and a half ago it's like you can kind of see the seed of an idea or the seed of a mm-hmm. a belief or a practice and then you see that it's like blossomed into something like to what it is now and it's like oh I have like nostalgia and so much love for like the me however many year and however many ago to like to see her in the in the initial stages of like embodying that whatever it was um so I do love like flicking back through and yeah seeing that evolution but I never really thought to share it so yeah and I mean just to give you also just more like interpersonal feedback I mean you're so lovely to watch I love your accent you're so like gentle and tender and you do have that like sensual seductive vibe like I feel like I mean it comes through in your pictures obviously but like 
I feel like live, you really get the full like energetic effects. So I encourage you to like fully embody. And that was going to be actually my next question is what, you know, like people talk about embodiment. That's one of our modules. I know that's a big focus in your work. What is that exactly? So embodiment is like feeling feeling the emotion or feeling whatever the thing is through the body rather than the mind. Like in the world that we live in, we're so shoulders up and that we are completely disconnected to the body. And so embodiment is like living that sensation or feeling or emotions through the body as like a body's response through the body as the body in the body you know the body becomes like the vessel and the the communicator and the 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 like expression of that that feeling and it's a really powerful practice because you know we're so used to in this world like sitting so like tense and then like just even like bringing some like movement into your body now it's like we realize like how much like surface tension we we have in our bodies and i've i've noticed actually like over the last year and like how much more I use my hands now and how just like sitting on my lap for like, ah, uh, like I'll roll my head and make all these noises. And it's like, that's my body really learning, like, or rather like living the embodied practice and, and living as embodied living more and more and more each day. And I, I would just encourage you to let whatever you feel to come out and to be expressed through the body rather than just, thought in the mind because the mind will distort it it will it will turn into a story it will add like its own ego bullshit it will like send it into the past or in the future like the body is the only thing in the now and that is how we really are invited to live it's like oh how and it goes back to what I was saying before like it helps building up that trust that body wisdom like tuning in turning into our inner universe and really understanding what is happening on a cellular level and then our body will kind of like respond and we'll, we'll move into these shapes and we'll start dancing randomly and that's just our way we're like fuck yeah i'm online you're listening i can move now and you we release so much stuckness and we liberate so much tension from the body just by being with the body and really listening to how she wants to be and how she wants to move and express herself Yes, that's been a big part of my healing work. Um, I'm trained to do Reiki. Um, there's a beautiful he uh, healing art center here in Knoxville called Gypsy Hands. And it, she's amazingly connected to prolific people like um, Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, who does medical intuition, which is all about the chakras in the body. Mori um, healers who are indigenous healers that do a lot with um, the elbow, like, like active, basically active the pain so that you experience it in, yeah. in your body. Some of the yeah. most intense and powerful and transformative things I've ever done. So, I mean, the body like keeps us honest, right? That's what, what I've learned through that. And um, what I've seen in my psychology practice is that when women have been traumatized, um, it shows up in the body, right? So a lot of times what I see the most common is autoimmune which a lot of times immune system is root chakra. Um, and so root chakra has to do with our placement. So our gender, our ethnicity, what we're born into, our ancestors, it has to do with our identities and trust, survival, and fear. And so a lot of times it's also that connection to the earth, right? And so a lot of us, when we've had trauma, we're like way comfortable out in all the higher chakras of like the universe and spirituality. And we like kind of disown the body because that's where the trauma happened. Um, so safety, I think is so important when we're healing trauma with women. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people don't even <laughs> realize that they're feeling unsafe because that's just normal for them. So I've seen so mm -hmm. many women having particularly womb issues. So yeah. like um, STDs, I think that's associated with shame from a healing perspective. Um, uh, and, and betrayal, you know, from, from partners also like abnormal pap smears, you know, um, endometriosis, hysterectomies, and it's almost like they have to remove the womb to heal that a lot of times sexual trauma. So, so that's a big part of your work is, um, connecting with your cycle, mm -hmm. um, connecting with your womb. So tell us about that. Ooh, there is so much to, 
to touch on with oh just connecting back to your womb is like the power and like the center of your sex the center of your of your create creative power and like this like bubbling cauldron of potential um and as you said like we're so disconnected from it i think hysterectomies are like one of the highest operations in the u.s that are completely completely unnecessary and there's just such a culture now of like um just there's still so much shame around the womb and so much shame around menstruation and a lot of women actually don't really understand that the, the the menstrual cycle isn't just the days that we bleed it's like the whole cycle and that there are four super unique phases each with their unique gifts powers energies that you can align with pull in harness goddesses archetypes that you can call in to really support you and it's not just like the burden or the curse of the four to five days or whatever that we have of bleeding it's like no the more and more we can have this this more like embodied understanding of our cycle it's like understand that we're cyclical beings that we're not designed to live in this like gregorian calendar linear life like with however many hours in the day it's like we it learning more about the menstrual cycle encourages you to like look at the moon cycle where's the moon in the sky how does star energy affect your body look at the seasons outside how does like the solar cycle affect your own inner cycle and the lunar cycle it's like this wisdom is so ancient so rich with self-empowerment that you can only go from strength to strength knowing this and you can completely flip the relationship you have with your woman menstrual cycle just from learning more about it and you can really shift out of that shame really heal old wounding around maybe like bad periods in the past or like horrible experiences that you had um or lacking education in, in incorrect education and again it's like such a, a powerful part of of empowerment as a woman to to like reclaim that part of yourself like reclaim your blood do ritual with your blood offer it back to the earth put it on your face bathe with it whatever you want it's like reconnecting yourself back to that blood and turning it from this like disgusting gross thing that we're told and meant to believe into this like you know have it as like this revered sacred essence this elixir of life um yeah oh that brings up so much for me uh one is you know there's sort of there's sort of, you know, we've all heard of like the moon lodges where the women were kind of like to themselves. Um, and it was really during my first red tent that I really began to understand that the idea was that all the women got together and through the um, bleed, they absorbed all the negative energy and then they transformed it by bleeding out. And so really it was a sacred healing kind of sacrifice in a way to cleanse the village. And it's all also our own personal cleansing. I've heard Babe and Christian Northrup, who's a famous gynecologist and healer, who said, um, however like difficult your period is, is like the paycheck that you're cash cashing for the month. So if you've had a really <laughs> month, you're gonna your body's gonna let you know it's keeping you on, yeah. right? Um, I really love the analogy of the seasons. Can you just give us like a quick little overview of the cycle and the seasons? Because I think that's super powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So when we bleed in our menstruation, that is aligned to the season of winter. So our body is experiencing a death. Our body goes into hibernation. It, it stores all of its resources and energy. And then when we come out of, of our winter and our bleed, we move into like the next phase, which is our follicular phase, pre-ovulation, and we move into our spring. So just like the, the same order of the seasons we see in nature, our body flows into its spring so we start to come alive again new life is you know new life potential is possible um you know we experience these like maiden-like qualities this usefulness our estrogen rises and then we flow into our summer and our mother phase and like you know life is possible we're abundant we're fertile and then again our, you know should the, the egg not be fertilized and we flow into our premenstrual phase and that's the autumn phase. You can imagine like the leaves dropping from the trees, you're turning back inward, back into the cold, like that season before the full death of, of winter. Um, it, there's just, it's so powerful the way that we are like freaking goddess incarnate. Like we, you know, back in the day, 
it was believed that women were like the mother goddess incarnate like we were living breathing goddesses that the bled and shed every month and as you said like tribes and communities would look to the women for when they were bleeding to receive these downloads and these messages so that the tribe would know how to then like do their business or where they should go live or who they should talk to or battle with and it was the women who had who shared this wisdom it wasn't like necessarily the head chief it was it was the women who yeah had this like received this knowledge and and they were listened to that's the thing like they were listened to rather than now it's like oh you're a bleeding woman you're annoying you're naggy you're premenstrual you're irritable you know it, all these like super negative connotations of a woman around their around um their blood rather than be like oh wow you're actually like highly intuitive your psychic ability is like off the scale i'm going to give you three days off work so that you can like figure your shit out and then tell me how to do it as well but no it's like no you still have to go to work and you still have to do all the masculine things and be super young whereas like our body is like no i really need to die like i mean energetically we're dying but physically we're not always able to because we have to show up to work or we're expected to or we have kids and you know, I really, when I work with a lot of mums, it's like, I encourage them to like, put the days that you're on your bleed on the, in the shared calendar, talk to your kids about what that means. Like tell your kids, like mommy needs like a day or two just lying on the sofa and involve your kids and your family in what that means. Cause it's not just like, you know, the, the bleeder's responsibility it's like it involves the whole family and the whole community and so it's really powerful and special to be able to share that knowledge with with especially the younger generations and the kids as well absolutely my my fearless feminine initiation really came and actually in 2012 is when I which was thought to be like you know the great spiritual awakening um was when I was pregnant and I actually took hypnobirthing in preparation for a natural childbirth and that's where I really learned about, if you haven't watched the documentary, The Business of Being Born, that's really wonderful. It really talks about how women have essentially been like tortured, like kind of for profit starting back in the early, you know, 1900s, 1950s. Um, and we like, you know, midwives often were like called witches because they knew to wash their hands because they knew about germs and the, the masculine doctors back then were too egotistical to like conceive that they could be right and so there's so much about like not trusting and c-sections have become so popular and it's because it's an expensive surgery and we can dictate when the babies are being born which for someone like me who's super into astrology and and the, the work that I did with the Mori they talked about how actually going through the birth canal like orients you to the universe and so they believe that actually people are more at risk for like ADHD type symptoms because they haven't had this grounding yeah. going yeah. through the canal experience. And so there's so much there. Um, but yeah. for me, it was an initiation of like trusting myself above and beyond like the factoids that are out there, this agreed upon reality that really is the patriarchy and, and so much of it like hides in plain sight. And so we think it's normal, but like if we actually look at it, a lot of it is extremely toxic and um, intrusive and traumatic and destructive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even the way like women gave birth, you know, we've, you know, but we're designed to give birth, like squatting on our haunches or on our hands and knees. And then to make it more convenient for the doctor, we were basically like completely dominated through birth and, be t and we're told to like lie on our backs. And it's like, it's that goes awesome. against gravity as well. It's like, and you know, rather than being this empowered woman who could birth her own child, which our bodies are completely capable of doing, we're told, oh no, you can't possibly do that. Let me like drug you. And then your legs will be, which is such a violation, like to have your legs open and I will deliver you the baby. Like eat that whole like the terminology around like, and even the word like labor, mm -hmm. it's like, that is like charged with so much like negativity, like it's hard work. It's something you have to like do and suffer through rather than like, it be called like the birthing or the, the cell, you know, it like there's so it's so fucked up like the the pregnancy world now and like not all midwives obviously but just like how it's been medicalized and sterilized and so disempowering I know there really is a war against natural you know like <laughs> I just use this as a little example like people would be like oh what's the proof behind essential oils you know is it regulated and yet like we can have all these toxic chemicals in our food and our 
you know, cleaning products and our makeup and any of that stuff, which is unregulated. So, I mean, it's just such a, there is so much uh, opposition, so much like fear mongering around natural and because that is empowering and then you don't need to buy stuff if you're natural (laughs) you know so consumerism the patriarchy capitalism it's all benefiting off making things more complicated and you know all the negative kind of qualities that go along with that and I think birthing is a a, quite an example uh I could talk to you for hours this is I know me too (laughs) um so tell me a little bit about we talked about some of your own, like kind of just personal fear triggers. So what were like some of the main results you got through being in the academy? Oh, I feel like, uh, I remember one thing was about, um, I can't remember the, what week it was, but it was like speaking your truth. And I feel like it was really mirrored to like something that was happening in, in my, maybe it was about a video or something, but um oh I wish I had I could remember it but like I, I remember like writing it down and like putting it in quotation marks and I'm like yeah I'm gonna take that just really about like that whole fearless energy you know while while like the work that we do it's like oh do as I say not as I do you know and like often we have to remind ourselves to like do the shit that we tell other people to do and so like working with you in that program was like you know, our messages are so aligned and the way that we teach is so aligned. It was like, okay, right. I'm fucking like, like you're holding me accountable and like, I need to show up the way that I'm like promising other people to. And so that was, it was just really about like, um, yeah, stepping into like full visibility. That's what I think it was. I think it was a visibility week. Yeah. And that came with the video. I was like, okay, I'm about to do that. And that's funny to me because I feel like you're so gifted at self-expression. Like you like you said, with the written word is so powerful. And yet we still have our own like edges, our own vulnerabilities and our own fears, which a lot of times are just, you know, negative messages that we've internalized. And so um, I think of you actually as like a pinnacle of self-expression. So it's oh, that's so fun. I would remember that. Yeah, because yeah. I think it always helps. Like it doesn't help when you watch you know, you go in a rabbit hole and you watch all these incredible IGTV lives or these people and they look like so eloquent and they're all like so put together and perfect. And then, so, you know, the, maybe I also should like plan it when I'm feeling like good energy. Sometimes I just take my phone out and I'm like, oh my God, what do I look like? Or like, I've got nothing to say, but I feel like I should say something. And so I think like often I come at it from a, I come at it through a, a, like an angle of like pressure, not pleasure. And I come at it like, I'm like, forcing it rather than like letting it come organically and actually the times that I have just like come off a call or something and then I like reaching out my phone like those are the times that I feel more inspired and I have like the right kind of energy rather than being like oh fuck it's like Wednesday at four I've got to do this thing and then you do it begrudgingly and it's shit you know what I mean I think it's like also holding yourself accountable but or and do it when it feels right rather than forcing it my husband's trying to bust it <laughs> like oh uh-huh. <laughs> um, so you know can you well I have so much to say but what I, what came to me was like sometimes our biggest gift is also our biggest challenge you know and in the therapy world we talk about like the person um that seems like they have it all together as the person that you don't know very well and so what I find is the most powerful the most fearless the most like feminine icons a lot of times we do have so much activation going on in here because it is an incredibly vulnerable thing to do especially when we have so much programming um to the other side so can you speak to what is it like to be you know from your own experience um from being in my container like how I I just feel like being among other fearless feminine uh leaders is so important because it like normalizes it you get that like get the step off the other person right yeah no absolutely and it's like that accountability piece as well like it keeps you wanting to show up as your like fullest and it encourages like really healthy conversations as well it's good to be with people who kind of also have like a different not necessarily like fully different message but like where you can kind of challenge each other or, or like you know, because what we fall into often is that you, we can, like, echo chamber, that was, like, such a massive thing um, over this summer. And, you know, yes, it's so incredibly powerful to surround ourselves with, you know, women who lift you up. And also, don't forget to, like, look into other 
other fields, other industries, other other groups of people who you necessarily wouldn't like have a chat to, but it's important to keep like abreast of all the different opinions and and like theories um, so that you don't get too like blinkered. I love that you said abreast. I'm totally gonna use that as abreast. My- yeah. <laughs> as my new conjunction there. Yeah, so I found is I've met the most amazing community of women through my online group that we're broadcasting to here. Um, we're gonna repurpose this to the Fearless Feminine podcast in the different containers I've been in and you know the individual group work that I've done with women. And as a healer, I'm giving so much of myself out all the time that it's really easy to get depleted. And so to get that validation and love and support from um, the leader and from all the other leaders and just normalizing that like double-edged sword kind of moment of when we're being the bravest is actually like sometimes when we're feeling fear the most, because that's like the definition of being brave, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. I remember watching um, A Call to Courage from um, by Brene Brown. It was like, there's no like vulnerability and courage whichever way around it was and I was like yes so true it speaks so much and like I think you know the more like visible we become and the more we we fully stand behind our brand and our message it's like the more where we keep having to do on like not seeking the validation by other people to tell us you know because that can be a crutch too it's like well how well am I doing how many likes have I got like is, is my mate gonna is my mate gonna message me and tell me that was a good one rather than just like show up regardless like keep showing up keep showing up regardless um but it's always so beautiful to have like you know you know mates and like that's the incredible thing about social media it's like like we're connected like I'm connected to all these other beautiful humans around the world that I never would have met you know otherwise and you know just cheering each other on is like that is deep deep healing for the feminine wounding that we have like the witch wound the sister wound it's like mm. the fucking world is big enough for all of us to do our thing and often people get so like oh treading on toesy and like oh she said it the way I said it it's like we're all speaking the same language like the, the we're probably all going to put the same like words together at some point um but just like ha- like in a way like have those blinkers on yes like stay true to you and also know that people are going to be doing the same thing. And it doesn't matter because the more and more people who are doing this work, the better. You can't, we don't have the capacity to serve every single human on this planet. So the more and more like little pods of, of awakened women there are around the world, the easier it will be to like have this massive collective like shift and awakening. Yeah, and that's a sign that it's going mainstream. And when it becomes mainstream, that's when it becomes like normal, you know, and yeah. so that means like mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of visibility and your like so important message, like tell us how do we find you? What kind of, how can we get involved in your work? What courses are you running? You can find me on Instagram. I'm most active there. Um, just at Fiona McCoss. And my website is www.fionamacost.com. Currently, I'm running a program at the moment, um, but I am taking one-to-one mentorship clients. And I do one-to-one sessions. And I'm actually about to launch um, essential embodiment sessions with photography. So that's really Ooh. cool if you want to have an essential embodiment session and then have a virtual photo shoot. So that's being birthed. You heard it here first. I haven't put it out anywhere, but that's it's being it's being birthed um and yeah I've had a a lot of interest to run another wild feminine way I'm not sure whether that will be this year or next year but um I do have a few spaces for my one-to-one mentorship which is a lovely like juicy and transformational three-month deep dive which is I love my one-to-one women so much it's like you know you may start out as like strangers at the beginning it's like at the end you're like I love you so much you're my sister and it's like like it's such a powerful container to get like really intimate and to to have to experience a huge up leveling and huge shift so yeah and I think that kind of support is just so required to get to the next level um because and I think that's the masculine paradigm of like DIYing it you know but I think you know part of the new paradigm which I wanted to just say 2021 is like the apex of it so I'm so excited you know to get through the rough bits of 2020 and get into 2021 yeah. where we really are gonna see that the, the the feminine energy um is gonna you know replace safety and collaboration and mm-hmm. connection and support and love 
uh, inequality, you know, to the planet. And and I thank you for your part in uh, bringing that revolution on. And I felt so like honored to have met you and connected with you. Thank you for coming on today. We Thanks for having me. We could talk for hours. No, like, I know. <laughs> maybe we need to do. Maybe we need to do a series. I would love that. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's scheme. Well, thank you so much, Han, and we will be in touch. Thank you, my love. So good to speak to you. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.